Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 198 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hi, Adam. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. We're trying out some new microphones. We are. Let's see if these work. So you may or may not actually hear this intro, <laughs> depending on how it works out. I hope it works out. They were, <laughs> they were a gift. They were. They're a lot. If they if they work, all of your ALA interviews you're about to do should sound really good. That is true. I will be leaving on Friday for ALA. So if you are going to be in Denver, come stop by the Overdrive booth and say hello. Yes. Um, I jealously was seeing there's a lot of really fun authors who have been on the pod. Like Meg Cabot's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so you should go track down all those people too. But yeah, if you're a librarian and you're listening, if you're Meg Cabot and you're listening, Go see Jill. Um, today's episode was me. Yes. Uh, we got a lot of really great response in from our first comics episode. So I brought back Kenny, Quentin, and Jim to discuss more comics. I'm calling it comic the Comic Crew Part Do, which it's very clever. I chuckled at. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Um, so much like last time, they all discuss comics that are actually available on Overdrive. Uh, they also provided uh, some manga recommendations and some graphic novels, all sorts of great stuff. And I all and I made sure that they did different stuff than the first one, just obviously. So I feel like f- that wouldn't be that hard, though, with that group. Yeah, I I wish like I we joke about it during the episode, but Kenny brings in this stack of comics every time we talk, and it's like over. It's hilarious. It could just be him in a room by himself with a microphone. And he would be fine. But um, if people have feedback for this or any other episode, how can they reach us? They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ProBookNerds. And they can email us directly at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com. Yes, they can. We've gotten some really great emails mm-hmm. in the past uh, couple weeks. So thank you for everyone who is reaching out. Um, yeah, thank you for everyone who sent us dog and cat pictures. We will be giving you guys... Uh, we'll announce the winner and our neck in two episodes from now, which so, will be two hundredth episode. Right, a week from today, Thursday. Correct. Got my days all confused. So, uh, anything else you think people should know about? I don't think so. Yeah, you're getting amped up to you. You're all ALA focused. I am very ALA focused. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, if you aren't following us on Twitter and Instagram, be sure to follow along. I'm sure Joe will post fun stuff from Denver. So, okay, that's all. Uh, if you're a comic book fan, or if you want to become a comic book fan. You will very much enjoy this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. This is something we did once before and got a whole bunch of positive feedback for, which... I'm happy about because we had a lot of fun. We're going to talk about comics today. So I brought back the same troop, group, collection of people. Um, collective. You, collective. Ooh, that's yeah. good. If you haven't uh, listened in before, I'm going to have you guys go around real quick and say your name and what you do here at Overdrive. So Jim, we'll start with you. Hi, I'm Jim Monastra. I'm an account specialist and I work primarily with China and Canada accounts. Yes, you do. Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Kenny Cruz. I work in the content services department, and we accept the, the deliveries of books and audiobooks and streaming video from suppliers, and I primarily work with comic books. You sure do. <laughs> do you have a stack today? I'm not in the same I room do, too. yeah. Oh, he yeah. does. Here's, nice. here's my stack. Ken, last time we did this, Kenny brought the actual physical comics, and then I stole some from Well, I stole one from him. Stole one, yeah. I gave it back. Uh, Quentin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Quentin Lawman. I'm a product owner here at Overdrive, which is the difficult thing to explain. But I help run Overdrive Help in the LexisNexis law book library platform. And this is going to be uh, Quentin's 
Michael Jordan flu game. He's a little under the weather. <laughs> My voice <laughs> like, is a little extra deep today. It's so well it is. Yeah, it's I'll, like it's like all three of you were trying to see who could go. I'll try not to go. I'll try not to go full Barry White. So. <laughs> Please don't. Just settle somewhere around Jack Donahue. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to go too extreme. Oh man! Uh, if you just start doing some Reagan impressions, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're talking comics. Uh, sort of like last time, uh, I asked you guys, I think, to keep it to ones that are available through Overdrive. Yeah. I know that uh, Jim's giving me a weird face. I know that Kenny's going <laughs> to because he. Yeah, I know all of them that are there. <laughs> exactly. I, I cheated and checked with te- Kenny. So. <laughs> oh, I didn't do that. Yeah, so. you could always do that. Thanks mm. a lot, Jim. <laughs> Should I? I'm just gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Seriously, get out of here. Okay. Uh, that's okay. So, how about we start? We'll go around. Uh, we'll do a few rounds of having you guys talk about books that you've enjoyed lately. Does that work? Start there. Yes. Like, not comics? or Yeah, comics. Sorry, comic books okay. you, you've enjoyed lately. Okay. This is all going to be comics. We'll be all comics sure. all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with Kenny. Go ahead. The floor so, is yours. So I'm not doing this stack. We're just talking about things that I had, talk, I had read recently, huh? Are those... <laughs> <laughs> are the, are the, is the stack comics you've read recently? Not recently. Oh no. my god! <laughs> Great start. Guys. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm gonna. I'll let you. You. You talk about a comic, either one you have with you or not. I believe in you. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess the first one that I'll talk about, I'll just start at the top of the list, is um, Mouse Guard. So this is this really awesome. So do you guys have you guys read the Redwall books? No, no, no. Uh, Redwall books little. by Brian Jacques. Yeah, they're. Uh, I don't know. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Jacques? Or is it just, I think it's just Jacques. Jacques? Is it just Jacques? It's singular. Yeah. yeah, just one Jacques. There's an S at the end, but it's French. So, so <laughs> this has a very similar feel to that, where you know the Redwall books are. Animals that live in like an abbey called Redwall Abbey, and they're um, knights, and it's kind of like a medieval fantasy type feel, except all the main characters are animals. Um, so David Peterson wrote Mouse Guard, and it's essentially the same type of thing, except all the main characters are mice. And um, it's it's this really interesting, beautifully drawn, like, storybook, almost. And even the form factor of the comic book looks like a storybook. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's really, it's, it's an easy read. Um, they just, they expand on this universe as it mm-hmm. continues to go out. And it's, it's just really, it's just really fun to read. What, so uh, when did that come out? I'm just curious. Ooh. Let me I check. Put you on the spot. Actually, yeah, you're putting me on the spot. It on is this gorgeous, one. though. I will say that. Yeah, it's really pretty. No, I'm looking at the. That's uh, okay, you're good. No, here it is. Hold on, almost there. Hear that? That's a, a real book in our. Yeah, a real book. This came out in 2007. Sure. Yeah the 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 collected edition is 2007. It looks like the issue started in. 2005. Nice. And we have these in, on Overdrive? We do have mentioned? these on Overdrive. So this is the first volume, which is called Fall 1152. The second volume is Winter 1152. Uh, third is... Spring? The How about Spring? No, it's not, actually. What? They break it. They break it. Yeah, the third one, I think, is called The Black Axe. Oh. Kenny clearly lured you into that yeah, trap. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but set you up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man. Um... But yeah, and then in addition to the main the main narrative, there's a bunch of side stories. There's books just about the world. It's really cool. That's awesome. Uh, Jim, Jim, you got one? So while Kenny was talking, I went through Overdrive.com and I checked to make sure that all of my titles Proud were available on Overdrive, and they are. <laughs> uh, the first one I'm going to start with is sort of a crossover series called Flashpoint. It is from DC Comics. Yes. And it was sort of like when they, Kenny can correct me if I'm wrong, it's when they sort of started rebranding all of their stories and kind of resetting the universe. Um, It centers on the Flash, and he goes to like an alternate reality Earth where everything is different. Um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are in the middle of a war that is like devastating Europe. 
uh, Bruce Wayne is not Batman. As a matter of fact, he's not even alive. He died in Crime Alley when he his parents were robbed. And instead of Bruce Wayne being Batman, his dad is Batman. And his mom, being so devastated by the loss of her son, turned into the Joker. Ooh, that's a good story. I yeah. like that. That's fascinating. Flashpoint is It's awesome. So There's good. so many different things that happen. I don't want to give a lot of it away. Um, but I find it to be a really awesome story. I feel like I'm blown away that this was not talked about in our first... Like, I feel like this because we, we kind of touched on it when we were talking about the Flash TV show and how yeah. you walked into yeah. the middle of it being confused and that like yeah is, this is this that is, is where my deja vu was coming from <laughs> that conversation exactly. Well, I didn't start reading it until after our first mm-hmm. series, and I also read that they're maybe gonna make a movie out of this. I kind of like. I heard that it's sort of gonna be the basis for a DC movie. I don't I, know. I mean, that would be cool, but. I don't have a whole lot of faith in WB not screwing that up too. I don't either, but <laughs> I was, so no, isn't I think I think you're right. I think that it was yeah. supposed to be like the basis of the Flash's movie in Maybe. the universe. I mean, people are saying that uh, that DC wants to sort of revamp everything with their movies because well, all of them except one are really bad. Yes. Um, yeah. They're pretty bad. Yeah. So they thought, well, this would be a great way to sort of retcon everything and bring in a new Batman because there's rumors that Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be the joke or the Batman or, or John Hamm or John Hamm I'd okay. be okay with that yeah. I, would yeah. I could see John Hamm yeah yeah. I'm John okay Hamm is one of those people that I could just see doing he's just he's got the chin he does, he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the menacing he could probably like, like Bruce get all grabbly what if the dad would be like Bruce Campbell I'm just saying <laughs> Ooh, that yeah. would be amazing. My wife and I are watching the second season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. So okay. really, I just want to nice. shoehorn Bruce Campbell into like anything <laughs> that I watch right now. Oh, um, that's but, awesome. Yeah, Flashpoint. It's my nice. first pick. Oh, if I might correct you one thing. Please. So uh, he doesn't actually go to an alternate reality. He goes back in time to save his mom from dying. That's right. And then yeah. that screws up everything. Yes. So when right. he goes back to what would have been the present for him, everything is different. It's butterfly effect. Yes. <laughs> butterfly effect. <laughs> Another not good movie. But a great <laughs> short story. <laughs> great short story. It, it, it's a great movie if you like watching terrible things happen all the time. <laughs> to, to Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. Quentin, are you, are you going to be able to pull through over there? You ready? Yeah. No, I'm good. Uh, I have... I have a couple follow-ups from last time, though, that only take a second. Sure. Um, so first of all, we couldn't remember which was the current Conan uh, publisher. It is Dark Horse, I'm fairly certain. Okay. Um, I also wanted to reiterate that Suicide Squad sucks. And <laughs> we could, I mean, is that... We're, we're going to dedicate like a half hour to that, right? Yeah, we'll get it's, it. <laughs> a little bit right. It, um, if you guys want to get really angry, it's... One of the only superhero movies to win an Oscar. Oscar. Oh, yeah, man. it is Oscar winner Suicide Squad. Too. That it, just makes me sick. I'm, I'm a little nauseous you, right now. Makeup, 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 and hairstyle. That makes sense. Well, the makeup was good. I'll give him that. But um, the Joker was not good, except for that one. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Negative the the main bad guy. Her makeup was awful too. I can't remember. So is the CGI. Enchantress. In the CGI. Oh, the Enchantress CGI was bad. Like that, I was, was laughing terrible. the entire time. It was terrible. The CGI looks like <laughs> the CGI from The Abyss, which was great in 1989. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it came out. I so, think. so, I mean, I just had to touch on that real quick. For, yeah, cool. Uh, we'll get back into yeah. terrible movies a little later. And, and my last follow up was the guy I couldn't remember from X Men was Bishop. I thought of it like five minutes after mm. we left the room. Because, wow. yeah. Bishop's I did the awesome. same thing. Yeah. yeah. Held so on to that for a while. I did. I, I, I may have listened to the last podcast. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bishop, Bishop is even in one of the X-Men movies. Yeah. Just the, for like uh, a half of a second. Though. Briefly, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so on to my actual first comic book. Um, I It's uh, White Sand. by It's by Brandon Sanderson, and I forget who he collaborated with. Um, but it's it's really good. The art's excellent. Um it's it's got an interesting story too in that I, I I don't know if you guys are all familiar with Brandon Sanderson but uh, he writes a whole bunch of books set in what seem like different uh, worlds like fantasy worlds um, but they're all part of this thing he calls the Cosmere 
And uh, White Sand was a fi- uh, apparently the first book he wanted to write in that, but he couldn't figure out how to get it into a novel and make it work. Like every time he wrote it, it sucked, according to him <laughs> and his um, and and his inability to get it published. Um, so he he then just recently thought maybe it'll make a good comic book, and he wrote it up, and it's pretty excellent. It does better with visual art than it did with a novel form. Mm-hmm. So uh, the second one is coming out in, I believe, a month. Um, so I thought it would be poignant to bring up. And it's, it's about people that have, uh, they live in like a desert setting and they have control over the sands and they can do all these really cool magical things with sand and it's centered around surviving in harsh environments and things like that. It's really interesting. It's good stuff. Very original. Is that a... Is that a monthly comic, and the trade paperback is what you're waiting on, like the collected edition? Or no, is he only doing it in trades? Just graphic novels, That's actually. Cool. So oh, nice. the 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 second one is due out February something, toward the end of February. Interesting. Have any of you guys read uh, Monstrous by Marjorie M? I think it's Lou L I U. It's on you know it's on my list. I haven't. Okay. Read it I, well, the reason I, I ask is I read the first volume earlier this month because a couple of our coworkers had like I saw it on their Goodreads and it's I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on if I should keep going because everyone loves the series that I've seen but the first it didn't like didn't I will admit you. I was reading this is one aspect where I'll say it can be a little challenging with the ebook versions of stuff there is a lot of text on each page mm-hmm. and so that can be challenging if you're reading it on your iPhone which I was um, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so I yeah. I was trying to get it's it's set in like a matriarchal 1900s Asia um, and it's it's almost like steampunky and there's a lot of like magic and different uh, like people are using other people's bodies for magic so there's a lot of people who are Deformed, and it's it, the art is beautiful. But I was just, I was trying to I'm trying to get some advice from mm. the rest of the people at the office who've kept going with it because all the reviews are like this is an incredible series, but the first volume was tough for me again. Has, entirely my fault. Is that sort of the consensus with people who have read it that the first volume is not that great? But no, it gets people better? seem to enjoy it. I really just think it was because I was reading it yeah. on, on a phone. small screen. Um, yeah, my okay. my advice is to get a tablet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that is your advice. Yeah, <laughs> I, have a, I have an iPhone X. Oh, actually, most of the time when I'm reading graphic novels or comics, I'll use my computer, but I just yeah. don't have it in my mind. Okay, right. yeah. that was just my. Company. But it, it, I have seen the art inside of that. Yeah. inside of that book, and it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, it's worth. It's definitely worth it for that. Um, all right, who did I start with? Kenny. Okay. All right, go ahead, buddy. All right, I'm gonna follow. Um, uh, Jim's. DC crossover event and have one of my own. Nice. Uh, this is Blackest Night, which um, is a Green Lantern centric crossover. So while Flashpoint was kind of the preamble to a universe reboot, um, it was actually the thing that uh, there are some fanboys that will argue that it's the reason why New 52 happens is right. because of Flashpoint. Right. Um, so Blackest Night, last time we did this, we had um, a discussion about zombie fatigue yes. and how like <laughs> there's too much zombie stuff out there because it's all the same. It's yeah. you know just a lot of the same things. So Blackest Night takes the zombie motif to like this really interesting this really interesting place. So uh, at this point in the DC universe, there's more than just green lanterns. There's blue lanterns and violet lanterns and indigo, red, yellow, orange. And each one of the colors represents... Um, so people are actually chosen for that lantern core based on their ability to uh, kind of like exude a specific emotional power so like green lanterns are known for their willpower they're chosen for their ability to overcome great fear and uh yellow lantern core are chosen for their ability to instill fear in others and they have powers you know that are fairly comparable or whatever but there are is this black lantern out there too which represents death and so 
at one point there's this prophecy in in Green Lantern lore that there would be this time called the Blackest Night. And the Blackest Night is the Black Lantern rings start going across the universe and start resurrecting people who had died, um, including dead superheroes. Oh. Okay, this is a concept I'm, I'm uh, in on. Right. <laughs> so, um, it's, it, it's essentially like, it's a big crossover event because... You know, the Black Lantern rings start making it to Earth and start resurrecting dead superheroes. And not only that, too, it starts... The rings start finding superheroes who had cheated death once already. So Mm -hmm. Superman gets a Black Lantern ring because he had died and come back to life, which that screwed up the universal balance. And that was what... That's why he had to... It's like Wonder Woman. Um, It's just... It's amazing. The whole thing is really great. It's written... Um, by Jeff Johns, who, because of his run on Green Lantern, actually is now the chief creative officer of DC. Um, uh, The art is mostly done by Ivan Rice. It's ridiculously cool. It's, there's so much, there's so much in here. Uh, Some of my favorite covers and pieces of art from any DC comic, really any comic book, comes from this series. So my immediate question my only exposure to green lantern is the movie no oh i know <laughs> i'm sorry at least watch the cartoons oh, well so my question is could i read that and like appreciate it understand what's happening oh yeah though i don't know much about green lantern okay. uh, the cool thing about the uh we have the trade basically the digital version of the trade paperback on um on uh, Overdrive, so in the back, uh, I might be lying to you right now. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, in the back, there's an index that tells you about the different lantern cores and which motion oh. spectrum they actually uh, uh, it, they represent, and it's 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 pretty neat. But yeah, this is it's kind of a rough place to dive in unless that you sure. know about the the different colored lantern cores before mm-hmm. this. But this is, this is going to be the book I take from you after this episode. I know. I can see you just looking at me going, yeah, I guess I'll oh, yeah, take yeah. that. Thank you. So, so the first episode, Kenny and I were in the same room, and I could see all of the books that he had with him as he was talking. Now we're in two different rooms. There's glass between the two, but I keep leaning over to try to see <laughs> what he's doing. Um, I think I talked about this in our last episode, and I know I've talked about it in the past, but my father-in-law buys and sells high-end comic book art for a living. Like that's mm-hmm. He's been a vendor at Comic-Con for like 35 years. Uh, and Green Lantern is his jam. Like That's his favorite comic book character. And I remember, we, I went and saw... <laughs> I went and saw the movie with him, and man, oh boy, it oh was no. like someone kicked a puppy in front of him. Like, <laughs> this is absolute garbage. Yeah. But I feel like I'll score some points. Yeah. Telling him I'm How did that. he even get into that? Like, was he always just interested in comics? Yeah, he's always or? loved uh, comics, and his the stuff that he has aside from the comic book art in his house, and like the most valuable things in my wife and I's house are is the art that he buys us or like gets us just randomly which is amazing but aside from the comic book art like his movie collection is so expansive Mm -hmm. and just he's always just been a big you know comics and old Hollywood and all sorts of different stuff and so he just growing up he would collect comics and then he started going to comic cons and like buying slightly more expensive pieces of art and then got into the community where you know people buy and sell that stuff and that's like that's what he does for a living now I mean he's like when I say his movie collection is expansive like he used to own uh, movies movie stores before those stopped being a thing oh okay <laughs> wow nice. and then just didn't really sell many of the DVDs once they closed them he's like I'm just gonna keep all these like it's <laughs> absurd yeah that was a sidetrack but I'm gonna steal that from you for right. the week yeah. I think um Jim yeah. Would you like to talk about another comic? Sure. So, segueing off of the zombie fatigue uh, storyline, I'm going to go with The Walking Dead. <laughs> now, wait. I'm just on. kidding. Not, it's a good comic. Not just the comic. Like, it, it's not as good as it was when it first came out. So, I highly recommend, like, the first volume. 
and like the first couple of volumes because those are really great but after that you sort of get it but i would also recommend if there's any gamers out there the telltale walking dead series those are good is really great Hmm. um telltale is a company they make video games where it's basically an interactive movie or tv show uh and you kind of branch off you make decisions based on you know questions that are asked or like decisions that you have to make in the game and it branches off how the story is going to go so those are really cool i like those they're a lot of fun and they're the walking dead brand so i would recommend that okay that i could get behind i was you were you need to tread lightly there but (laughs) (laughs) i do i do agree with jim though like the first couple of volumes of the walking dead are really good and if you keep it in mind too that this was like this was the thing that kind of kicked off all of this and right. put yourself in the mindset of, oh, maybe I've never experienced this before. Right. It was really groundbreaking back then. I think it, the first one came out in 2003. 2003 like was yeah. when that first started. So, yeah. And it's supposed to end at some point, even though Robert Kirkman said he was never going to end it. He said he's now has an ending in mind for it, which well, is probably He the said best. that before. Yeah, it, he <laughs> said the original plan was that it was going to run to issue 100. Yeah, and then that right. was it. And Has anybody now, since? I mean, what, what issue one hundred was like three yeah, years exactly. ago, right? Like, <laughs> a lot higher than that. Now. Yeah, he's he's. I don't know. I I just feel like to me this story is like if you introduce a zombie situation and you don't immediately provide like okay, well here's how the eventual end of it can be. To me, it's like watching NASCAR. It's like you're making a left turn. All right, that's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's a comedian. There's a comedian who tells that joke, but it's yeah. just like, is it Jeff Dunham? Ugh, I just yeah, want maybe probably. Jeff Dunham on my know. podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's, it's a little. I but the games sorry. I can give. Up. I mean, I gave up on the show after season three. Yeah, so the right. show is not very good. To be fair, though, I think they at least do a good job in that series with the way the outbreak works, because in a lot of zombie movies, um, in shows and every other media type there is about zombies, I'm like. You know, in like five minutes, we'd have zombie-proof armor. Like, it's not... The army's not going to get defeated either. They're just going to put their body armor on, which has ceramic plate. Like, I'm getting way too (laughs) overthinking it. I'm just saying, like, the odds of it just taking over the... uh, It seems small. Just get a bicycle. Yeah. You're good. Problem solved. Okay, so time for me to pitch uh, the zombie survival guide by Max Brooks because yes, yes, it does definitely say get a bicycle in like the first chapter. Well, that's one of the reasons Zombie Land's so awesome. Because the rules is like cardio. Exactly. (laughs) And he drops his keys and then runs and yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Guys, if you're gonna watch a zombie adjacent thing again, just to bring back from ten minutes ago, watch Ash vs Evil Dead. It's so good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's on my watch list. I just haven't gotten to it. Or any of the Army of Darkness things. Oh yeah. Anything related to to Bruce Campbell and the whole. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna stick with Dynamite. White Sand, by the way, was Dynamite. Uh, And talk a little bit about another one of my favorite authors, Jim Butcher. Um, There is a comic series uh, based on the Dresden Files, which is a really popular novel series. It's kind of, um, it's the best urban fantasy I've ever read anyway, and it kind of kicked off the genre. I do. I'm a huge fan. Um, But the comics are also really, really good. Uh, Good artwork. There's original stories now. So the first few volumes are, are... based on the novels with one called Welcome to the Jungle that kind of introduces the comics that's a prequel to the novels. And then after that, it uh, it transitions into original stories that are kind of in between, kind of like how Jim Butcher does his uh, short stories now. So they happen in between the novels as you go forward, and they're, they're, they're good. Uh, like, there's, uh, like I just recently read Gold Goblin, and there's a couple others. It's like War Cry talks about the war between the vampire courts, because in this there's three types of vampires, uh, red, white, and black, and maybe green. He kind of hints at that might be a thing. Um, but uh, they, they get in this massive war, and Harry Dresden, the main character, who's a wizard private eye that works in Chicago... Uh, is uh, kind of at the center of all of it. It's it's good. I highly recommend it. Even if you haven't read the books, you can totally jump into the comics and still enjoy it. If collectively, before we leave, we wanted to hash out a uh, vampire uh, lantern core story. Right, I know. I was yes. just thinking that too. Like a little right. crossover. Yeah. I feel like we're sitting on a gold mine here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 
like I said last time, I don't read things where vampires sparkle. So these are these are this is good vampire fiction. It's uh, <laughs> good vampire. Fiction. If you'd like to hear Quentin talk more about the Dresden Files, just search for any episode he's on in the yeah, past. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I I'm a little bit of a fanboy. It's true. That's okay. It's no, true. this is a safe space. I just I feel like every time you come on, he's like, so I have this. St- Series of books I want to talk about. Dozen files. <laughs> um, we can keep going with ones you guys are enjoying, or we can talk about ones you're excited about. I I'm I don't have much of a oh, schedule here. I will talk about one that I'm excited about that's coming out soon. By well, all means. The, the issues have been 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 being released, but um, they're releasing the first trade paperback within the next couple of months. Robotech is coming back. Ooh, I didn't know about that. Oh, it looks really good. Uh, I've gotten to see a little bit of it because perks of my job. (laughs) And the artwork (laughs) is ridiculously good. And the story looks really cool. And I was such a huge Macross fan when I was a kid. Um, and, it, you know, the Robotech cartoons and any of the video games when I was a kid, I just consumed it all, and then it just disappeared. Yeah. yeah. They have the remasters on Amazon Prime Video. I'm watching them right now. Ooh. Yeah. what I'm doing with my weekend. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, if you also want to fall down a, a, a nice... Binge worthy, binge worthy thing. Uh, Hulu has all the Animaniacs. Just to throw that out. Oh god! <laughs> I think it used to be on Netflix. Is that? I think it used to be on Netflix. Is it? Well, because they're making more of them. This right. is not yeah. a comic related thing. Just, <laughs> yep. I've been also watching Animaniacs a lot ah. lately. Wait, they're making more Animaniacs. Oh yeah. Apparently. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll talk right. about that once we get done recording. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, did you want to talk more? I didn't, want, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, I'm good. Yeah, okay. that's so good. Do you, have, do you have something that you're excited about, Jim? Or uh, I have also one just... that is not a newer comic, but that I discovered and want to read is sure. Ex Machina by Brian K. Vaughn. We had said no one had brought up Vaughn yet, so I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who's going to do it? Which one of us? <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds like a really interesting story of uh, a former superhero who is elected mayor of New York City and just everything that happens in post-9-11 New York City, it sounds like. It sounds really cool. Um, I have the first trade at home, so I'm really excited to get started. Have you two read that? I just read the first trade. I haven't gotten all the way through it. Okay, but it's it's good, good. so far. It's good no, so it's, far. My next Brian K. Vaughn. So. My next Brian K. Vaughn is actually based on our last conversation, which is why the last man. So I got Nice. That's what I'm gonna read next by him. So do it. You should go do that tonight. Yes, <laughs> just and then report back tomorrow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll just yes. <laughs> let's keep the recording going all the time. Uh, Quentin, do you have more? I actually so? just mentioned. I already mentioned the one I'm excited about, which is the next White Sand, and uh, uh, I have other stuff to talk about though too. Go. If you want to yeah. shift gears one more time, yeah, go for it. Because I brought some manga suggestions. Oh. Yeah. Um, the first one that I have on my list is All You Need Is Kill. Uh, if that sounds at all familiar, it is based on uh, the um, Japanese novel of the same name, but they also made a movie called Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and all that, oh. uh, which was a surprisingly good movie. Great really movie. Really good. Really, really good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the uh, – so the original thing was a novel that the Japanese author wrote, and then it got translated. I listened to that. The audiobook was really, really good. Um, and then recently they did a manga uh, based on it. And I think they're two volumes in now. Um, and it's same name uh, by, uh, I'm going to mispronounce that horribly, Ryusuke Takayushi? Uh, sure. I'll, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I apologize to him uh, for mispronouncing that. That's uh, a rite of passage. The, 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 <laughs> the original <laughs> novels by Hiroshi Sakurazaka. And uh, that was really, really good, too. But the the manga so far is excellent. The art's good. It's very, you know, classic manga art, but it's um, it's good. It's good adaptation. Nice. I've heard that there could be a sequel to that movie that, like, there's a lot of material in the book that they didn't use for the movie. Yeah, the ending of the movie is very different from the ending of the book. The book okay. is short, though, so mm-hmm. it's... Uh, I don't know how many words. I'd guess around forty, fifty thousand tops. But okay. the uh, might be a little bit more. But the um, the ending was definitely different. So they could make another one, maybe. Mm. Uh, it'd be interesting. Yeah. 
because I'd, I'd be worried they'd ruin it because the first movie was so good. Yeah, it was really good. Well, if something is good in Hollywood, you know they're going to make a second one. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's more often than not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> um, Kenny, you, you are welcome to keep going. Oh, I kind of want to talk about manga now. Go for it. <laughs> um, so when we got when we got Viz on the Overdrive platform, um, one of the things that made me the most excited to see was Neon Genesis Evangelion <laughs> on the platform again. Which was have you guys have you guys read that one? No, no, I have very little. Very little. There. Um, so. I like giant monsters versus a giant fighting robots. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, like a giant, that's like a big thing that I like. So Neon Genesis Evangelion was one of the first ones that I watched when I was a kid, which in hindsight is horrible because it's ridiculously violent and incredibly philosophical to the point of being like, I'm questioning my existence now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've learned oh. a deep lesson about Kenny today. <laughs> right. This is no longer a comic book discussion. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but it is, it's, one of those, it's one of those things that if you think about the most popular manga and most popular anime in the world, Neon Genesis Evangelion is going to be at the top. It's going to be in, within the first top. It's going to be in the top three because it tells a really, really complicated really in-depth emotional story um and it's just really good like really good (laughs) and like i said the ending especially when it starts getting into the it's i mean it's always been philosophical throughout the whole thing but the ending especially is like it makes you think things that you haven't maybe thought before and uh, it's just, it kind of messes with your head, especially if you watch the actual anime cartoon mm-hmm. because of the way that they portrayed the ending in animation is just it, yeah. makes, it gives me shivers <laughs> really just kind of thinking about it. Yeah, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Nice. Alright. It's a good one. Jim? Jim Moore? Yeah. Sure, go for it. So, uh, I would be remiss not to bring up Batman. Oh boy! <laughs> I was like, it took you this long. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I did have in our notes, and we'll probably get sidetracked a bunch to talk about Batman. So. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, go for it. One of my favorites, which I mean, it's a staple, is Batman Year One. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of rebooted Batman in a way and made him more of a like back to like his darker roots and things like that. I felt like. You know, that's sort of bridged the gap between the campy show of the 60s and 70s and sort of the darker of, like, age of Tim Burton's movies, Dark Knight Returns, and that kind of stuff. Year One is sort of like that split, I feel like. Um, And it's a really great comic, and it's a fast read, um, and it's one of my favorites, for sure. Which, which, um, Which Batman Year One? Which, who's the author for this one that you're oh. um, I'm blanking on it now. Is it, look it up. Morrison? Grant Morrison? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, Frank Miller did one that was Batman Year One. That might be the one. That was the one I was assuming you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that was a very good comic. Yes, yeah, Frank say, Miller. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just forgot how to podcast for a minute there. I was right. just like... Which someone has to say someone. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, I'm the one who's supposed to say words. Right. Uh, yeah. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. So, right. That yeah. one's really great. It is a good one. Um, you're talking about Batman, this is comic book adjacent, but um, DC is doing this series of <coughs> YA novels by different YA authors who are really popular. So, like, the first one was Lee Bardugo did Warbringer, which is Wonder Woman. And the second one is Marie Lou. She's doing Batman. And it's kind of like origin stories for each of these comic book characters, but as a like a young adult character. So it's I, the thing I think that they're doing is really cool is I listened to Warbringer, and it was really good. I haven't read the Batman one yet by Marie Lou, but they're introducing these comic book characters to people who might not ever have read comic books, but they're doing it as a YA regular novel hmm. and kind of like getting them on board so like the the Wonder Woman one Warbringer is just Lee Bardugo wrote a whole book about a young Diana and it's 
it just it's there's no images, no nothing. It's a full like three hundred page book, but it when it finishes, it makes you want to like go learn more about it. So I just think <laughs> it's a really cool way to kind of introduce young readers who may never may never have picked up a comic to kind of like get them on board with it. So yeah, they've done two really so cool. far. I think they're going to keep coming out with them. And what they're doing is, I mean, obviously they're doing this to make money too, but they're <laughs> picking right. really high profile authors who also are have a nice little connection to kind of like the nerd world and, and doing this so like Lee Bardugo has all this Grisha universe books that she's written and Marie Lu just did War Cross which was all about gaming and mm-hmm. and all sorts of really great stuff so they're cool they're, I, they think that they're going to keep coming out with them and I I highly recommend it. The Batman one is called Batman Nightwalker. So. That, yeah. I saw a picture of it, yep. that book this morning, and I was like, <laughs> what is this? That would have been a good thing awesome. to lead with. Yeah, they are, they're really, they're cool. They're really fun. I mean, there's some stuff in there where you're just like, oh, I, I get the Easter egg that they're doing there. Good job. And it's like, if it's they're cool. I highly recommend them for people who want to keep yeah. hanging out with their favorite comic book characters, but maybe want to read a, a book about them. So. I feel like there's so many times where especially characters like Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman if you've never picked up a comic before but you want to just get started it's so hard to decide where, where to start yeah. you know like I've looked up Green Lantern before and oh I can you know, give you a good place to start for okay Green fair enough <laughs> but you know if you're searching like how to start reading Green Lantern it's like well the best one is Blackest Night but you shouldn't start there. Yeah. <laughs> you should start here. And it's like, well, that's a hundred issues mm-hmm. before. So do I have to read a hundred issues? Yeah. Y- you know, so. And that's why I like these books. Because it's not, it's not even like someone like us who, who maybe you didn't read it as a kid, but now you want to start. It's, like, it's for like teen readers who might just be getting into reading. And maybe they yeah. saw the Wonder Woman movie. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that character rocks. So it's cool. I'm glad that they're doing it. Nice. And I'm hopeful that they'll continue doing it. So Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I mean. That's a problem even with comic book series I love. If I get out of it for a while, I'm like, crap, where do I go back in? Uh, Like, I'm a huge X-Men fan, but I still lose track sometimes, and I have to Google, like, okay, uh, uncanny X-Men, regular old (laughs) X-Men. You know, which one one am I jumping into, and uh, what's the difference between these universes, and is Kitty Pryde dead or alive? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so it's... uh, I know exactly what you mean. That's a cool idea, though. I really like that. Yeah, I, and I know that, like I said, I know that they're doing more. I'm trying to, in real time, pull up who's coming next. Um, like Sarah J. Moss is doing uh, Catwoman. So, okay. Um, so the first three that they they announced were Wonder Woman, which is out, Batman, which is out, and then Catwoman. And again, like Sarah J. Moss, Lee Bardugo, Marie Lu are all number one New York Times bestsellers. So yeah. they're grabbing yes. people who would have different audiences normally. And I hope they. Them. I hope they told her to avoid the Halle Berry movie uh, version oh, of Catwoman. Yeah, just ignore that. It just, yeah, didn't it, it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it did kind of destroy her career, so I'm sure she would like to. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. It didn't exist. So. If someone wants to do a Mr. Freeze one of these, I'd be on board. Wait, is it the Arnold Schwarzenegger one? Uh, that's all I want. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> never played yeah. Mr. Freeze. Uh, this is also good. <laughs> it never happened. Okay. Uh, I, I, I appreciate what you're doing, but he was the best part of that movie. He was. was. Uh, that's not saying a whole lot. It's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I knew we would do this. Guys. I knew we would talk about Batman and Robin. Um, it's hard to avoid. Yeah. Uh, by the way, there's a Superman one coming out as well with no information yet other than it's uh, Matt De La Pena who's writing it. So okay. another popular person. Yes. Anywho... Quentin, I think we're on you if you want to talk about something else. Yeah, I've got another, well, I've got two more manga, but we'll start with the one that we should probably talk about because of its popularity, which is Attack on Titan. I was, mm. Yeah, it, it's, uh, I haven't read a lot of it yet. I just kind of started um, recently, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I found, interestingly, the first few pages were kind of off-putting to me. Like, I didn't like the way it jumped back and forth real quick in the in the very the very very beginning mm-hmm. um but after that it started to get better and uh i have not seen the anime because uh and lydia one of my coworkers, she's gonna hate me for this because there's not a dubbed version on netflix and i'm one of those people that prefers dubs over subs i don't i like <laughs> to look at the art right and i can't see the art as much if i'm reading subtitles so i'm sorry people are going to lambast me for that no uh, i'm the same way yeah. yeah i have a bunch of friends that uh 
want to tar and feather me about that as well. Yeah, no, I, I catch all sorts of crap for it. But uh, mm. anyway, I haven't ra- I watched the anime, which I think is actually good, uh, so I don't really have any preconceived notions when I go into the manga. And, yeah, you are going to catch crap. I should say the previous episode we did of this was one of the more popular ones amongst our coworkers because we have lots of comic book fans. So, yeah, you're going to get... Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to yell at L- yeah. Lydia's already going to... She's, she's going to hit me. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have to um, go on my high pedestal and say that I'm a huge film nerd, so I have a huge, like, foreign film collection at home. Yeah. You know, I mean, subtitles... subtitles aren't bad but with manga with anime <laughs> especially i really watch it a lot of sure. it for the art and, yeah. and I, I really want to pay attention yeah. to the art and but to, to jim's point like pan's labyrinth is one of the best movies it's amazing I've ever oh, yeah. Yeah. speaking of pan's labyrinth has Go anyone ahead. else seen shape of water yet no. not, not yet. yet it's we'll, really good we'll talk about it after the okay. recording but i can't wait okay <laughs> um well wait you, there is a comic book comment on that there are people hypothesizing that the Shape of Water guy is Abe from uh, R.I.P.D. Yeah. I mean, not R.I.P.D. Uh, uh, BPR, the yes, Hellboy BPR. universe. The yeah. Hellboy universe, thank you. There's BPR also a rumor that uh, the creature in Shape of Water is actually the creature from the Black Lagoon. Because yep. <laughs> if you look at the two of them side by side, they look exactly the Guys, same. Guys, I need this so bad because I love the Universal <laughs> Movie Monsters so much and those the start to this universe oh, is so bad. I so need bad. this to be their actual <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guillermo Toro could have uh, done I'm, the whole thing. He could yeah. have I'm just really I'm excited that a monster movie is getting so much acclaim. Oh, That's yeah. so yeah. exciting for it me. Is. Yeah. And it's really great. It's a great story. And, uh, yeah. Can we actually, before we get too far away from it, you never really told everyone what Attack on Titan is about. Oh, for those who may well, not know. Like I said, I'm super early in on it, so it's it's kind of post-apocalyptic kind of. So <laughs> people are people are kind of uh, you know trapped behind these walls, and there's these giant titans that attack them. And I don't really like I said, I'm very I'm not very far. I'm into the first okay. volume. Like I've been reading it for maybe an hour or two. Oh, it's okay. like, like it's it's oh, just so I'm really fresh. getting started. Yeah. I I wanted to bring it up because I figured you guys knew a lot about it and. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, Kenny, What's have you read Attack on Titan? I haven't, no. What oh. is it's like <laughs> It's like one of my little sister's favorite things, and I just, I, I, I'm like, I looked at the anime, I watched like a half of an episode, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then I just never went back to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All so, right. I, like I said, I don't know a lot about it yet. But uh, So, we brought up Attack on Titan, and none of us can talk about it. That's funny. I'm Warm sorry. Up. I figured somebody Warm would have read it. <laughs> yeah, swing and a miss by us. That's okay. Uh, Kenny. Yeah. Oh, you're looking at my stack. I just want to see what else you got. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about this one because it is. it has actually been made into a movie, and it's one of my favorite comic books, and it got made into a movie last year, and I just found out about it, like, a month ago, because it huh. was... It was at film festivals, and it didn't have a... It didn't have a distributor, so mm-hmm. it was just kind of, like, there. Okay. And it finally got a distributor, so it's going to become to actual theaters at some point in the near future. But it is called I Kill Giants. Oh. oh. By Joe Kelly and Ken Nimura. It is the story about a young girl named Barbara with a ridiculously hyper-imagination who is dealing with some very stressful, life-changing things Mm. and how she deals with it. And her way of dealing with it is that she, I don't want to say hallucinates, but she pretends she kills giants and like she has this whole mythology and uh, around it and um, she has these really interesting stories and it's, it's mostly just about this young girl dealing with trauma. It's really good and it's... It like the character main character is super relatable, especially for me because it's like okay, well she's she's young, she's nerdy, she's kind of an outcast. She plays D and D, where she's the dungeon master. <laughs> she <laughs> plays pretend a lot. She has you know, it's just it's it's really good. And I can't remember who is starring in the movie, but I remember that there were some big names in it. Let me pull up IMDb really quick while mm-hmm. I'm still talking, but um. Yeah, uh, 
I can't I can't remember how I actually found this one. I think I just like saw the trade paperback on the on the shelf at my local comic shop and just grabbed it because it looked interesting and it's I don't know it's it's moving mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. Is the movie going to be the same title? Yes. Okay. So top build cast is Zoe Saldana, uh, Imogen Poots, Jennifer Ellie, Madison Wolf, who plays Barbara, Noel Clark, who people who have watched you know Doctor Who will remember who that is. He's mm-hmm. M- Mickey the Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, that kind of reminds me of I. We didn't talk about this last time, and I should have, because I had him on the podcast. Good job, Adam. Uh, Scott Westerfeld wrote a book called Spill Zone, mm-hmm. and it just came out last year. We He was in Cleveland as part of the Fierce Reads tour, and so he was on the show um, episode 117, if you want to listen to it. Uh, Spill Zone is a comic that, basically like three years before the actual comic starts, there was some kind of event that just destroyed this whole town. And basically, they put up walls all around the town and were like, no one can go in there. It's the spill zone. There's horrible like monsters and all sorts of awful stuff. And um, this main character, her name is Addison, uh, she goes around, she sneaks into the spill zone and takes photographs of all like the monsters and everything and sells these photographs on the black market for a ton of money. Um, and she's surviving by doing that, and the reason she keeps doing it is because she has this little sister who refuses to talk after the accident. The accident killed their parents. And uh, she takes care of her of her sister, and her little sister has this creepy doll that she says talks for her. And so oh. the way that the art is drawn is like when the doll talks, it's all like jagged lettering and everything, and... Uh, this Addison assumes that this is just the, her sister's way of dealing with everything, but you, you kind of are led to believe towards the end of the first comic that the doll actually is kind of alive somehow, and it's very creepy and unnerving, and you get no answers in this first uh, the first comic that came out, but it's really, really good. It's just the first book that came out uh, late last year, and they're going to keep doing them, but yeah. Really good. Really, really good. Scott Westerfeld has written a bunch of That's other interesting stuff. So, highly recommend That it. sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah this is actually, this is his first uh, comic. He wrote uh, Zeros, was one of oh, his novels. Oh, yeah, 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 I read that. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Good, good stuff. So. Cool. Um, all right, we're at 50 minutes again. We did this. At one, I'm going to let you guys each do one more, and then we're just, we'll plan a recording for a third one as well. Because <laughs> right? I know that Quentin has a meeting in the not-too-distant future, so... Uh, Kenny, uh, wait, no, who did I just stop at? I think that was Kenny. That was yeah. Kenny. Jim. Uh, so mine's just a blanket recommendation of Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. very much getting into them after seeing The Last Jedi. I, I'm really interested right now. It's not a comic, but the uh, collection from a certain point of view is really fun. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. And the list of authors yeah is insane. it's amazing i'm working my way through it just slowly every night i'll read like a different one but yeah the star wars comics i've been reading are really good darth vader has a really great series uh there's a lot of standalones too like han solo mm-hmm. princess leia they Leia's all have awesome. just stand- yeah i just picked up pose because i'm okay. really curious about poe dammer and i haven't read it yet though and there is like a series that takes place between a new hope and empire strikes back which is supposed to be really good that I haven't started yet, but I have it at home. Did I read for that me. one? I might have. Like, I volume one is called Skywalker Strikes, so... I started it. Okay. I started it. Yeah. I haven't I haven't finished it yet. Maybe we need to do a whole episode on those. That's just Star like Wars it. stuff? Yeah. I could, I could Works for me. Because there's so many things that are not canon anymore, but yeah. they're like the legends that are really fun, too. We so. have so much Star oh, Wars Oh, man. Content. The Star Wars legends thing bums me out. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Some of it, especially. I mean, yeah, I, I'm okay with, you know, losing the Yuzen Vong. This can go over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we lost... Uh, 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 Mary Jade Skywalker. We lost. Uh, oh man, what was that one? There's a lot. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, but the X Wing yeah. series. The X Wing series I liked. They're they're bringing back though uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Well, he's yeah, already so back. He's he already back is in, in canon. Yeah. 
So it makes me wonder how much of those books they're going to bring back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can, can talk about Star Wars yeah. for like days. I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to cut you guys off here for that part. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> another one. Uh, Quinn, give us one more. So before I give you my last thing, I feel obligated to give you a very quick summary of Attack on Titan. So I looked up the publisher <laughs> thing. I feel bad about it. Well done, uh, sir. So here's, here's your summary. Okay. Hundreds of years ago, horrifying creatures which resembled humans appeared. These mindless, towering giants, called titans, proved to be an existential threat as they preyed on whatever humans they could find in order to satisfy a seemingly unending appetite. Unable to effectively combat the titans, mankind was forced to barricade themselves within large walls surrounding what may very well be humanity's last safe haven in the world. So, yeah. Um, And it's about some kids who are at the end of... uh, like there's a there's an attack that's the first one in sixty years something like that uh, that that kind of disturbs the peace and then they've got to figure out what to do. I know so you have a, a, a cold, but I would listen to you narrate. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, you know, I I try. Yeah. Um, but my last book is something Kenny's pretty sure we have. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry if we don't, but it's uh, one of my all time favorites uh, mangas, which is uh, Trigun. It was an anime in the 90s or early 2000s, and uh, it's it's just awesome. It's about, um, like, the nicest, almost pacifist, kindest guy you would ever meet who just loves everybody and wants to be friends with everyone, except he's, like, a legendary gunman that can hit anything and has the destructive power of the Death Star built into him. Yes. So it's... Uh, to me, it makes for a really interesting character, and uh, I always kind of side with the nice guy, good guy. That's just me. I, those are the kind of, kind of mm-hmm. characters I like, and um, he's just the quintessential one, and he only resorts to violence when he has to, but when he does, he's really, really good at it, and he kind of hates that about himself, so you get a lot of interesting dynamics there, and it's good stuff, so I highly awesome. recommend it. Nice. Right. Can you bring us home? Oh, I'm bringing, I'm bringing us home? Okay. Yeah. Um, so we talked briefly about Sandman in oh, yeah. the last mm-hmm. one. That's right. So what I wanted to talk about is specifically the character Death. Yes. Who has, when they originally published... Oops, I'm just going to slap the microphone. Yeah, it's great. Books. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, when they were first published, it's two different volumes of Death. Um, but we at Overdrive have the deluxe edition, which was both of them plus a couple of other short stories inside mm-hmm. the one volume. But um, so in the Sandman universe, there's Sandman is actually Dream, and he's one of this group of entities called the Endless. And his sister Death is like a fan favorite character to the point where there's you know Neil Gaiman actually wrote these side stories, and they're really awesome. Uh, it, it's it's difficult to explain because it's like each one of them so there, there's these two side stories and they follow the events of people that death is interacting with mm-hmm. either near the end of their life or during a critical point where they could die oh you're just gonna yeah, go ahead and take that hey, <laughs> I'm just looking the titles are good and I wanted to see what the titles were oh yeah so the titles of these individual stories are The High Cost of Living and The Time of Your Life yes. I recommend the Sandman series in its entirety but well, if, it's you Neil Gaiman. To, if, yeah, if you want to if you want to just get a nice little bite of that universe these are good, isolated stories that are really self-contained, and you don't need any pre-existing knowledge going into them. Hmm. Yeah, right. very, very nice. nice. I'll add that any comic book I've ever read that had Neil Gaiman involved was excellent. Hmm. I've never read Sandman, but it's always been at the top of my list, yep. so probably be next. It, it's a shame and, and the Gaiman guy can't catch a break, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just it's never... <laughs> <laughs> so the and also the artwork inside of it is done by Mark Buckingham, who did a lot Ooh. of work on like fables and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And all of the covers are done with Neil Gaiman longtime partner Dave McKean, who I yes. I can't get enough of Dave McKean's artwork. If you guys haven't read um Batman Arkham Asylum by Grant Morrison Dave McKean does all of the art in that, and it still has the best depiction of the Joker I've ever seen. 
that was going to be like if we were going to go for another round I was going to say Arkham Asylum yeah. so so all right that there's our our second hour's worth of comic talk <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> great job um we'll we'll schedule both a third version of this and sound like a star wars one as well yeah yep. um as always you three are a wonderful compendium of knowledge and i appreciate all of you so oh, thank you appreciate you guys. Yeah. Uh, it's good time all it's right. a good time goodbye everybody see ya see ya <laughs> Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.